Studio City, the final frontier. This is the voyage of death and entertainment. Our mission this episode? To investigate the mysterious drowning of William Shatner's third wife, Nairine, in their backyard swimming pool. To boldly go where Shatner and the LAPD prefer we didn't. Live from Los Angeles. 911, what is your emergency? Here in Hollywood now. Two counts of murder, injury, and death. Oh my God! Shocking new details that has stunned the entertainment world. Um, this makes me a little nervous. The hair stood up on my arms. Just like in the movies. <gasps> what do you call this thing anyway? Death in entertainment. Picture yourself in a boat on a river with tangerine trees and marmalade skies. Somebody calls you. You answer quite slowly. In a pool. A girl with kaleidoscope eyes. Cellophane flowers of yellow and green towering over your head. Whoa. Oh, the girl <laughs> with sun in her eyes. And she's gone. She's gone. She's gone. She's gone. Yeah, she's gone. Oh, she's long gone. <laughs> Lucy in the sky with diamonds. Lucy in the sky with diamonds. Lucy in the sky with diamonds. She's in the pool. She's in the pool. Cut it. Enough. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, well, now that was an intro. Welcome to another edition of Death and Entertainment, everybody. Oh, my God. My name is Kyle Plouffe. My name is Mark Mulcairn. I'm sorry about that. And I'm Alejandro Dowling, and I am not sorry about that. Oh, <laughs> starting in hot. Coming in hot. And this episode takes us all the way back to August 9th, 1999. Ooh. Oh my God, 1999, August of 1999. We got the top movies here. Number three, Runaway Bride, which was with, um, what's her face? Julia Roberts Julia and Wright. Richard Gere. It was their big reunion. Oh, it was Pretty Woman. Since Pretty Woman. Oh, yeah. It, after the gerbil, too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was post-gerbil. Post-gerbil. PG. <laughs> post-Pelican Brief, post-gerbil. Yeah. <laughs> post a lot of things. Pre-9-11, though. Wow. Yeah. Pre-9-11. Yeah, and pre-Woodstock 99. Wow. No. No. It was post-Woodstock oh, post. 99. Okay. Wasn't it past August 15th? No, I think... When, was it no, earlier? July. It was late July. July. Oh, it was. Yeah. Okay, so Mark was fresh off of killing yeah, three people. Hot off of stealing an ATM during a Red Hot Chili Peppers <laughs> concert. What, let the people know that you actually went to Woodstock I was 99. at Woodstock 99, yeah. yeah I, was, uh, I stayed most days. I left Sunday morning when it got a little too hot and a little too dirty and a little too <laughs> violent. Rapey? <and> rapey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so then you probably went to see Runaway Bride just to cool off. Yeah. A bucket of cold water after Woodstock 99. Yeah. Um, it's like, give me the gerbil any day after that. <laughs> yeah, I'll take the gerbil over Woodstock 99. Number two movie, uh, classic. First, not the first, but uh, one of the most notable found footage, quote, found footage films, The Blair Witch Project. Oh, classic. Yeah, that was a huge deal at the time that it was that high on the list that it was making that much money. Yeah. Because yeah. it cost nothing. And suddenly it's competing with Runaway Bride. Yeah. yeah. 
overtaking Runaway Bride. Overtaking Runaway Bride. It was a phenomenon. It was, you know, found footage. That was a brand new thing. And I don't know. Who the hell saw that coming? It was one of the first movies, too, that uh, utilized social media or the internet. Um, with, they had a website that, oh, you really? know, had the case files and all that stuff. So, like, oh. that's why a lot of people were like, I need to see this friggin' movie because they actually have, they've uploaded there was the a documents. companion guide yes. to go. Yeah. People thought it I was real. Oh, yeah. I thought it was real. Yeah. The only reason I found out it wasn't real and I was pissed when I found out it wasn't real is because all the actors were on the uh, MTV Movie Awards, the VMAs or whatever, yeah. later that year. I was like, wait, what? Yeah. But um, you, when you saw the movie, you thought it was real? Yes. You really want me to believe that? I was 13 years old. Come on, Kyle. What no, do you want he, from you me? believed this until a week ago or something. Didn't <laughs> yeah. You? All I remember is I went into the movie full on knowing that it was a movie. Yeah, well, yeah. clearly you didn't have the internet in Wisconsin because you didn't see the companion, all the, the <laughs> documents. Oh, actually, because I had the internet, I knew it was fake. <laughs> yeah. and, and also, you think they're really going to show a snuff film nationally Yeah, they're going like to show actual murder on screen Listen, in a movie? I don't know about corporate theater uh, policy at the time. I was 13 years old. Yeah. Did people make fun of you at the time? I didn't really tell anybody. I just thought we all thought that. He was actually the smartest guy in Weymouth, Massachusetts. Yeah. Like, I, I am <laughs> saying a lot. He, he was the mo- one of the great minds of Weymouth, Mensa. Massachusetts. Yeah. The <laughs> pool was shallow. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the Blair Witch Project? <laughs> yeah. That was real. It was it a was real documentary. Real. Yeah. It's real. That's I've never insane. seen you more fired up about anything than the B- Blair Witch Project. Being real. <laughs> yeah. My, I mean, isn't it crazy that you believe that was real? Yeah. After seeing the movie? I think too? less of you now as a person. It's really bizarre. <laughs> By the way, Paranormal Activity, that one is real. I don't yeah. want to b- burst your bubble. That's what I thought that. Okay. <laughs> um <laughs> Moving uh, on. Number one movie of the time, August of 1999. August 6th, I believe. Whoa. Is it that specific? The when it s- opened. Sixth Sense. Oh. Interesting. The Sixth Sense opened on the 6th of August. Get the fuck out of here. Crazy. Huge movie again. Yeah. yeah great movie. Marky also Mark Wahlberg, real. you know. Donnie Wahlberg. Oh, Donnie Wahlberg. Yeah. yeah. That was a pretty aft-top uh, role for Donnie. Yeah, he lost Right like at the that, beginning. He it's lost like still, pounds. Even knowing who it is now, it still doesn't look like him to me. No, it doesn't. Yeah. yeah. What does he say? Like, I'm scared. Yeah. <laughs> Something like, like underwear, that. <laughs> Some dude in his, <laughs> in my bathroom with a gun in his underwear crying. Like, yeah. what the fuck is going on here? You're like, is this real life too? Or yeah. is this the movie? No, yeah. that's definitely real. <laughs> <laughs> Donnie Wahlberg was in your house. Yeah. <laughs> okay, on to music. Top songs. Number three, Tell Me It's Real by Casey and JoJo. Ooh. That's one of their B-sides. That's a nice R&B classic. How does that go, even? <laughs> Tell Me It's Real. That sounds about yeah, that right. Sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, Bills, Bills, Bills. Can you pay my telephone bills? Can you pay Destiny's my child. bills? Before, yes. they, uh, before Beyonce dumped those other losers. Yeah, losers! <laughs> Peace. <laughs> Bye-bye. Uh... <laughs> Number one, Genie in a Bottle. You gotta rub me the right way. Christina Aguilera. Yeah. yeah. She hit Before the ground running Before that she summer. Got dirty. Yeah. Then dirty. She was dirty. <laughs> Ever, yeah. I love that. She was, she, it was like Rolling Stone, the song. She was dirty. Dirty. <laughs> <laughs> also happening at the time, uh, yo yo's. Not only yo yo's, but. 
the brain yo-yos where you would throw it down and it would stay down in a free free spin. So this is like some throwaway toy or something that was big at the time. Throwaway. It well, would you, do you throw, still have one in a, I was at a glass obsessed. case? I actually was looking at one like three weeks ago on Amazon to get one just to have it. Well, we're learning wow. more about you, and it's not good things. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's do the Jinko jean wearing, <laughs> yeah. yo-yo throwing, oh, wow. Blair Witch believing, <laughs> chain wallet having. I had a chain wallet on my chain wallet, okay? Oh, my God. That's for real. You were the worst. Yeah. Pick flipping no, all over the social changed. plaza. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude, this is meme now, mom. Yeah. <laughs> I do remember the yo-yo craze, and for about five minutes, I tried to make the yo-yo work, and then could not and so i <laughs> threw it away <laughs> i don't have tra- time for trash i like could do that. like the triangle with it spinning in between and everything uh, wow, wow. Yeah. See, you know I that tricks you were I'll going you pro that. you were going yeah. pro yeah, oh, yeah that's what i would have loved to do that <laughs> that would involve taking more than five minutes to learn <laughs> skills being a, being on a complete yeah. loser yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the shatner as I call him. No, yeah. I don't actually. No, the Shat. The Shat was Billy born Shat. in 1931. That makes him 90 years old. Wow. 90 years young. For the optimist in you. Yeah. He's about to be launched into space. Yeah. He Literally. He doesn't look a day over 85. And his hair doesn't yeah, well, look a day had, over 50. He, yeah, he has new eras of hair every uh, couple of years. He gets like a new wig or something. One of the most famous toupees in Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> Unabashed. Yeah, so Jeff Bezos has a space travel company called Blue Origin. And William Shatner is going to blast off from West Texas on October 12th. Jesus. Becoming the oldest person in space. Oh, man. Is he going to make it? Like, it's the, I'm is worried. Is it meant for people that age? I'm not trying to be an ageist or anything, but is it meant for you 90 ableist years? ableist pace of <laughs> Yeah, or ageist, ableist, whatever it's called <laughs> these days. But like... It's ageist. <laughs> um, and he's going to be joining... He's joining three others who are actually paying customers. Okay. And word on the street is it's millions of dollars that you would have to fork over. Wow. Like in the neighborhood of 20 million. That's so... For this trip. That's so shit. Well, that's the future of all this space travel. You know, it's yeah. just going to be millionaires elite. getting right. away from all of the rest of us. Shatner said in a statement, I've heard about space for a long time now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking the opportunity to see it for myself. Is he with it? Like, does he know what's going on? That I think so. Saying something like that sounds like you're a crazy person or is he joking? But by the end of this episode, it will be clear he's always been a little loopy. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's just par for the course. Okay. He's been acting for seven decades. Yeah. Before Star Not all of it good. <laughs> not all of it good. No. no. Trek, I, I'm yeah. not a Trekkie. No. But I, I respect Star Trek. It's classic. It's a classic Television. thing. Yeah. Exactly. It's like the Beverly Hillbillies. Yeah. You know, or the Munsters. <laughs> good comparison. <laughs> of space. Yeah, of space, yeah. <laughs> and don't forget, uh, William Shatner was in a classic Twilight Zone episode. Yeah. Nightmare in 20,000 Call feet. back to episode one. Hello? Yeah. Which was remade for the movie. Yeah. With John Lithgow. Which one do you prefer? I'm partial to John Lithgow. I, I've only seen the Lithgow one. I haven't seen Matt the Ray. show. Yeah, he, it's a little freakier, the Lithgow one. Yeah. And in the original, it looks like a guy in a bear suit. On yeah. The wing yeah. Of the it's plane. cartoonish. Yeah. Yeah. And then after that, of course, he becomes Captain James T. Kirk of the USS Enterprise. How did he like land that role? Auditioning? No, I don't know. Yeah. No, I just wonder, like, if... Straightforward if, answer. Yeah. 
Yeah, because Alejandro sometimes will have like he went to the audition. Like eight yeah. other people were up for it. But uh, well, when you're starting from 1931, yeah, you I know. Pick we, we go choose. long path. Yeah, <laughs> he must have just. It must have been the delivery. The oh, in the pauses, yeah, and all that stuff. You know, the scripts like, oh. were maybe shorter, and they needed to fill more time. <laughs> I have something yeah. to say. I do one thing, and well, <laughs> that sounded like Christopher Walken. I was going to say that was a semi Walken. From then on, he he did a lot of TV uh, in the 80s. There was a huge, well, huge in the sense, like it was on a few years, um, a police <laughs> drama called T.J. Hooker. With the girl from what, Heather Tom, Tommy Lee's ex-wife, yeah. And then um, from 1989 to 1996, Shatner hosts the docudrama series Rescue 911. He did? Yeah. yeah. Why, you don't remember that? No. That oh was my God, a huge, I watched it all the time. Yeah, right? All the time. It was really big. And in fact, some people actually claim that it's, you know, saved their life. Really? Yeah. They, and they did two episodes, one called 100 Lives Saved and another called 200 Lives Saved. Yeah. So they were keeping track. Yeah. <laughs> and he kills somebody and takes one off. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Are we right. getting right down to it? Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's hang on for a second. P- perhaps in the future he. Perhaps. It's possible. You know. So this Rescue 911 TJ Hooker, he's like a real positive image for the police force. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting, I read that the show's popularity actually coincided with the adoption of the 911 system in general. Oh, wow. Like they were getting that out to the public. Oh, so that it was a propaganda thing, not propaganda in a bad way, but propaganda to like get it to people. Yeah, to get the word out, you know, replacing the, you know, like the standalone police and fire numbers. Oh, Oh, wow. Yeah. And when he was hosting, it was always, uh, a lot of the time anyway, he was hosting from like a call center. So there were like people behind him taking 911 calls and stuff. Real or not. Yeah, probably fake. If I had to guess. All right. So in early 1994, Bill and his second wife, Marcy, announced plans to divorce after 20 years of marriage. Why do you pronounce it like that? And <laughs> oh, they stayed at the Mirage? <laughs> yeah. Bill, Bill apparently had a, a roving eye um, and even settled two palimony lawsuits. And uh, and then Marcy and Bill finalized their divorce in 1996. Mm-hmm. And it cost Bill at least... Eight million dollars, or more. These divorces are getting costly. Rumors are cost even more than that. Oh fuck! Good God! And he also gave up their condo in Colorado and timeshares in Mexico and Indonesia. Jeez, he's got fucking property. Who the hell has a a timeshare in Indonesia? Yeah, what the fuck? Isn't that like the last place you'd want a timeshare? The shat. Well, maybe nefarious things. Other reasons why he's got property all over the place. Who knows? There was one strange clause in their divorce agreement. Bill, as I call him, was to provide Marcy fresh samples of semen from three of his prized stallions. Wait, what? And she later took him to court. And Give me the horse cum. <laughs> Leave the horse cum on the fucking dresser drawer and get out of here. Bloody FM presents Hometown Ghost Stories. A paranormal podcast that investigates a new town every week, bringing you all the hauntings, from haunted houses to castles, bridges to asylums, wandering spirits to demons. Over 100 episodes covering different towns all over the world. Tune in to Hometown Ghost Stories live on YouTube every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern or on any podcast platform and find out if your hometown is haunted. 
She later took him to court in 2003 for breach of contract because he had given her sperm that was frozen and not fresh, and it had to be fresh. Yeah. Oh God. What? Yeah. So he seems to have very strange divorces. You know, no, you don't see a lot of uh, stuff getting caught up for horse cum and shit like that, or like (laughs) the delivery of horse cum. Or imagine that, you know, that's on your to-do list. I have to send the horse, come to yeah. Marcy. Make sure it's not Gotta frozen. Gotta pick up the yeah. eggs from the store. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so at this time, his career was kind of stalling. He was killed off in the movie Star Trek Generations. Really? A theatrical movie that underperformed in 1994 and wasn't real critically lauded. And so <laughs> he also had a show called Tech War, that fizzled by 1995. Yeah, I'm sure he had millions of pilots that just went nowhere. Yeah, that one though kind of hit him close to home because he had burn. he had worked a lot on that. Oh, that he was like show a creator. Yeah. yeah. The funny thing about the time William William Shatner was actually popular on TV and like making everything every year and just having all these series, he was in the golden age of broadcast television. Like any. There was like four networks, and they paid all the stars a fucking shitloads of money. So it was really on him if he actually lost all the money in all these divorces and buying weird properties and the horse coming stuff. I don't know, (laughs) like his his mind is. You gotta have a hobby. You gotta have a hobby. But like, yeah, he's not really good with money. It seems like. But he's in that rarefied air of being a cultural icon. So he he yeah. always has a he way figures, to make I'll money. Get it somehow, yeah. yeah, except it's still like who wants to earn twenty million dollars and then have to fork it over <laughs> to your ex wife? Not me. It's still a lot of money, even yeah. to William Shatner. So while things were on the outs with his second wife Marcy, Shatner meets this woman named Nareen Kid, mm-hmm. and he met her in nineteen ninety three at a hotel bar while directing an episode of Kung Fu, The Legend Continues Ooh, in Toronto, Canada. that romantic? I wonder what his pickup line was. Hey, I don't know. Like, what, what would he even oh, say? Want to do some Kung Fu? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nareen was a 34-year-old model actress, and William Shatner was quickly smitten with her. So Nareen uh, was born 1959, and are you seated? Yeah. You want to know where she's from? Where? South Boston. Oh Get no! Southy fucking Boston. Fucking the Southy projects with your daddy the donkey. <laughs> I was afraid I'd get that kind of reaction when I said that. <laughs> Friends and family uh, described her as having a bold, fearless personality. Oh, always, yeah. she's like Whitey Bulger's uh, niece or something. Yeah, and she had this kind of striking blonde look. Mm. And a thick as chowder Boston accent Fucking when she was starting off. That which... chick is thick as chowder. <laughs> there was a comment on uh, one of the last podcasts which said, Mark, I thought you had a very thick Boston accent. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I concur. Yeah, I, I used to, I guess. Got a thick framing him. Framing him. <laughs> Booyah. Some people have accused me of being from Boston before. Really? If you can believe it. Accused. We wouldn't claim him. The accused. So, no, thank you. Nareen, uh, when she was a young gal, she contacted a Boston department store to offer her modeling services. Felines. Yep. Is that one of the big... Yeah. Filene's basement. 
Yeah, she seems yeah. like more of a filings basement. Yeah. Uh, type she's of, no Jordan Marsh. I'll tell you no that. No Jordan Marsh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, everyone has to get their start somewhere. Sure. Then she moved to the Big Apple, and she found work through runway modeling jobs. Hmm. And in 1987, she even landed a brute cologne TV commercial. Ooh. Wow. Pretty impressive. The white whale of uh, modeling <laughs> jobs is and, <laughs> brute. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, in 1990, she had a small role in the movie Artificial Paradise, which I'm sure I think it's your favorite movie. Box Mark. office yeah. smash. Top five AFI list. So Nareen and Bill are having a whirlwind romance, and she moves into his Malibu beach house. And it was there that he started to notice signs of heavy drinking and that she had a bit of a mean streak that well, surprised him. They did meet in a hotel bar. Yeah. Am I, am I correct there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, you might have seen that coming at some point. I've That's known ridiculous. many of these women, and I, I could tell you right now, I saw it within the first five minutes of knowing them, yeah. that they're going to be a disaster sometime yeah. down the line, or in 10 minutes. So, Like, get over here, you fat fuck. Yeah. <laughs> you piece of garbage. Yeah. Go get me 30 beers right now. <laughs> and that was just at the hotel bar where they met the first time. Yeah, yeah. I guess he, maybe he just liked uh, wild women or something, yeah. or South Boston women who were just... Can hold their own. Well, you do notice things as soon as they're in your house and you're like, oh, God, I have to deal with this now. Yeah, the romance is over. Yeah, Yeah. the the, the sunlight comes in. Yeah, when she's throwing bottles at the TV, not in a hotel room, but in your house. Screaming at Ricky Lake. (laughs) Yeah, screaming at Ricky Lake. The romance is dying. Just downing vodka bottles (laughs) left and right, you know. And so naturally, she suggests that they get married. You're going to marry me or not, you queer? (laughs) Get me another drink. (laughs) Give me a ring. Prove you ain't no queer. She's in the toilet puking. She goes, I want to get married. So he actually goes along with this, and they get engaged. Yeah. And they plan to marry in the fall of 1997. And that same year, she gets a DUI after picking up Bill's daughter at a spa in Palm Springs. Get out of here. Like you do, of course. I mean, how sad is that? <laughs> Let's stop. I need a couple cold ones on this uh, one-hour trip. Uh, reportedly, she drank more shots at each gas station stop. At gas station, she's doing shots. Yeah. Take um, me to the bar. She takes him to a fucking shell station. <laughs> <laughs> she thought the shell station was a bar. Yeah. yeah. She's like, all right, Louie, I'll take a cold Sam Adams. Let me get uh, 20 gallons of unleaded and uh, 10 shots right now. <laughs> And I need some gas for the car, too. Ah, nice. <laughs> Hello! Hello! And uh, <laughs> shortly at, thereafter, she was arrested again for drunk driving right before the wedding, Get causing a week-long delay. My God. Like, imagine how many DUIs she must have that are just not recorded we don't know about. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like what happened in South Boston. There, you really had to do a lot of stuff to stick out and be yeah. a bad person in South Boston. So, Oh, she might have been like the princess She Diana was like low-key, yeah. South Boston. Yeah. <laughs> like, the cops might have been following her home to oh, like, make sure she got back safely. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, one night, Bill and Nareen go to... And also- <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Never mind. Go ahead. I, I was going to say, and also, Nareen is, that is like another echelon of the drunkest South Boston woman you've ever, like that name. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Nareen just sounds like 
you know, she smokes like a, a pack of cigarettes an hour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it takes effort to say her name. Nairine. Yeah, it's not like yeah. Mary. Hey, Nairine. Nairine. Nairine, quit punching them, Nairine. Yeah. <laughs> she hangs out in Chinese fe- restaurant. Nairine. If Shatner can say it pretty yeah. easily. Nairine. Yeah. He knows how to pronounce stuff like that. <laughs> That's how he got his start. That's why they were soulmates at the time. Yeah. Until, you know. Yeah. So one night, Bill and Nairine go to a dinner party at Leonard Nimoy's house. Oh. Mr. Spock. Yeah. Who is also from Boston. From Boston. Well, he's yeah. from Cambridge, which is actually a different city. Some people yeah. don't realize that. Just over the bridge. Where Harvard is. Where Harvard is. Yeah. Harvard, yeah. MIT. All the people that think they're better than me. Harvard Gardens. Are you trying to say that Nimoy is better than Nairine? I think if you're like, if you're comparing those two people, it's like, you know, Goodwill yeah. Hunting going over to Mini Driver's <laughs> dorm at Harvard there. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And Nimoy was also a recovering alcoholic. Who knew? Although, I guess Nairine wasn't exactly recovering, but... No. So, uh, Leonard called Bill the next day to say that he noticed that Nairine had been acting erratically the night before. And he saw all the signs of alcoholism. And he warned him, quote, you're in for a rough ride. And Bill's like, no, I'm the one driving. Uh... <laughs> He's like, I only let her drive my kids. Yeah. <laughs> I only let her pick up my kids. Yeah, from weird spas in the desert for some reason. <laughs> and then take them to the gas station bars. Yeah. <laughs> take, take them for a couple of drinks at Sitco. <laughs> Keep them coming. So against the advice of his family, friends, his better sense, yeah. Bill went through with the wedding. According to Bill himself, he said he considered marrying Nairine was the greatest sacrifice that he could make to help her. But he also created this kind of narrative in which he's the nicest guy in the world. Yes. Yeah. And so they got married in Pasadena on November 15th, 1997. He was 66 and she was 38. Hmm. Robbing the cradle there. A bit of a gap there. Robbing the nursing home. Yeah. Right. Robbing, robbing the liquor store. <laughs> she didn't go that far. Yeah. That we know of. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> well, that was got recorded. She little nips all over the she place. She didn't have to rob it anymore. She has all the money now. Uh, the wedding was a small affair, but the press still found out about it. And Nairine joked that the paparazzi took better photos than their own photographer. Yeah, the fucking news took better pictures than our photographer this queer. <laughs> She'd just be raiding that poor photographer. Yeah. You want to hear Bill's vows? or I, yeah. I'm sure they're wacky. Okay. They sound great. Captain's long. <laughs> when it is dark and there is trouble, you need but wave that bobble and there will be light. Wave that bobble. Wave that bobble. What does that mean? Don't look at me. <laughs> it's wave that Bible in Southern. You say Bible and Bobble. Bobble. Like a bobblehead? No, like, like a bobblehead like doll? B-A-U-B-L-E. Yeah, like we all know that. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Jesus he Christ. We, is that like Sanskrit or something? No, it's like um, like a wand. That's Klingon. Yeah, it's for, Klingon. For trying to... Nemo is just like there with the... He's doing the V. No, isn't it like a, a wand? Okay. You need but wave that bobble. Okay, the, the bobble, it's like a trinket, all right? Yeah. Tchotchke. It's like a tchotchke that he's waving, like a little wand or something. You need yeah. but wave that tchotchke. Yeah. And there will be light. I mean, why would he use a word anybody knows? You know what I mean? So, Nairine herself pledged sobriety 
And sobriety seems like uh, even more foreign of a word to her than bobble is to the ah. rest of us. Oh, well, she was already drunk the next morning. Oh, Jesus Christ. And she, she, <laughs> she had... saw that cup. She didn't she, cut it down. She ramped it up. <laughs> I think she meant she pledged sobriety for that afternoon. <laughs> yeah, for the next 20 minutes. <laughs> and she had hidden <laughs> tiny vodka bottles all over the house. Oh. As you do. Hiding her acorns all around like a squirrel, like a drunk squirrel from south boston (laughs) uh so bill was fed up at this point and so he installed a an electronic device in her car where she had to take a breathalyzer in order to start the engine oh yeah i've had friends that have had that before (laughs) yeah you want to drive you gotta blow into this (laughs) (laughs) talking about the car stick this bubble in your mouth you know what i mean (laughs) (laughs) so Nimoy accompanied Nairine to her AA meeting sometimes, and she ended up going to rehab three times. Mm. She got kicked out of the Betty Ford Clinic for getting caught drinking. And at that point, Bill and Nairine separated for a short period. Then Nairine begged Bill to take her back. This is all according to Bill. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) The sources here are um, a biography of William Shatner and also the autobiography of uh, William Shatner. Yeah. Okay. Bill, where you going? <laughs> Take me back, you motherfucker. Or I'll cut your nuts off. <laughs> or I'll tell everybody you're gay. <laughs> <laughs> One time, Nairine registered a blood alcohol reading of 3.9. Oh, my God. 0. 0.08 is legally drunk. Yeah. 3.9. That's like dead. Nine. That's like dead. That's and, a gold medal right there. Yeah. yeah. And she spent four days in a Santa Monica hospital <laughs> near God. death. Man, Jesus. I don't even know how you get to that state. Like, how do we even stay awake? That's a uh, barrel of vodka. Yeah. Yeah, it's almost five times illegal. It's limit. a barrel of vodka. <laughs> <laughs> it's a 50-gallon drum of vodka. She just <laughs> dips her head in and just kind of just lets it uh, soak into her. She went to the vodka factory. <laughs> she went to a vodka drinking competition. Yeah. <laughs> and she won. <laughs> And this is from the book Up Till Now, the autobiography. And he wrote about the hospital stint that she was very close to dying. And he conveyed this to her. And then she had a quizzical look on her face. And then he wrote, quote, it occurred to me at that moment she wanted to see how close she could come to death. I asked her, do you want to die? And then she says, no, I don't want to die. I'm stopping. And within a day, she was drinking again. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And then he recalls a moonlit night where they took what he described as an erotic <laughs> motor, <laughs> motorcycle like, ride. Is that what he's saying? <laughs> yeah. Is yeah. it like the movie The Chase with Charlie Sheen and Chris? Yeah, yeah. Bang, but it's on a motorcycle? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> That's gross. They take a motorcycle ride. It was romantic. <laughs> Erotic. <laughs> wow. That's more than romantic. Yeah. So me and Bill are taking an erotic trip next weekend up the fucking coast, okay? I think it's kind of like the movie Ghost, you know, like where they're doing the clay thing. Imagine that on a motorcycle. And with the- Spinning pots of clay on a motorcycle? It's a lot going on. Yeah. <laughs> Too much going on. And the Righteous Brothers are playing. That sounds dangerous. I'm afraid of a motorcycle just being on it without the erotic yeah. part. This is their fourth DUI coming yeah. up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, um, DUI while fucking. <laughs> so on this romantic, erotic 
pulsating motorcycle ride. Whoa, pulsating. She, now we're adding uh, more she tells, descriptors. She tells her <laughs> husband that the only thing that's going to get her to stop drinking is that if he's with her 24 hours a day. So then he promises that he's never going to leave her side. I don't a lot think of it, people are lying in this yeah. relationship. She's like, "I'll never drink again," and then you see her like ten minutes later with a with a drink. Yeah, yeah I, I don't think he's stuck to that promise too no. strictly. Well, we'll see. Then there's another time where Nareen just disappears for three days, and Bill got a call from a flop house in downtown L.A. saying there was a woman there calling herself Mrs. Shatner. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's just hi. Are uh, you gonna call from a downtown flop house? Are you doing is this? William Shatner. He's like, I don't know a Mrs. Shatner. <laughs> I don't know. He a hangs up. House. But <laughs> what crack house has like William Shatner on speed dial? Who yeah. the fuck is calling? They identify themselves <laughs> as the crack house too. <laughs> Hello, this is the flop house. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so now Bill is just fed up completely, and he files for divorce on October twenty first, nineteen ninety eight. Asking the judge not to award any alimony. Mm, so that's like less, little less than a year. Yeah. And it wasn't further pursued, nor was it dismissed. So career-wise, Bill stayed busy. There was a video game called Star Trek Starfleet Academy, and then a video game version of Star Trek Generations. And he even took Nareen to New Zealand to film a show called A Twist in the Tale, where he played the storyteller. And she even got to appear in an episode called A Ghost of Our Own. Oh, wow. So this is a series he got? Yeah, like a kid's show that nobody watched. Yeah. Not even in New Zealand did they watch it. And after that, Bill spoofed himself in a TV movie called Free Enterprise. And he recorded a rap song for that movie called No Tears for Caesar. Do we have that? With some producer named X-Rated, I think. This sounds like X- this sounds like a... Here, look it up. Look up... Um, a music guy from like the Sopranos. No Tears for Caesar rap. No, the, his, the producer has one of those weird X producer something? names. Yeah. It doesn't say... Oh, Rated R. Oh, okay. The producer's name is Rated R. Okay. Oh, yeah. Friends, Romans, countrymen, lend me your ears. I come to bury Caesar, not to praise him. No tears, tears, tears. I'm digging it. The evil that men do lives after them. The good is often turned with their bones. Dude, this is tight. This is like his... The noble Brutus of told signature, you and it's very of the time. Yeah. It was a grievous fault. like spoken word over a rapper and here under leave of Brutus and the rest, for Brutus is an honorable man, so are they all, all honorable men. Kyle, the look on your face is... This is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle was in the rap game for a while, so he knew well, it was good it, and bad. It's no Dr. Dre, but... It's no. so funny, because I know someone who called themselves uh, Rated R as a rapper. Yeah. and uh, It's not that it's Rated R? Done. No. So then um, Bill also guest starred on Third Rock from the Sun playing the big giant head. Hey, look at that. The two guys from 20,000 feet on the Twilight Zone facing off face to face. Oh, yeah, that's right. Good point. Mary! Coming back. Kyle gets a gold star. And and uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt there hanging out, too. Yeah. And he received an Emmy nomination for guest starring. Did he? Yeah. Also around this time... 
he got into the Priceline game. Oh, this is the big money here. Yeah, so that was founded. This is the payday. That was founded in 1997 by Jay Walker, and they get Shatner on board, and they do a media blitz, which started out with these radio spots, Mm -hmm. and then um, Bill was paid in stocks. Oh, that's about huge. About 100,000 shares. Oh. It was later worth over $7 million. Fuck. And um, after the success of all those radio spots, he did a bunch of TV ads as the Priceline Negotiator. Priceline and that, that started in 1999. Yeah. Those were so catchy. I just like... I hated them, but you know you couldn't get away from. My dad loved them. He, my dad's a, he likes commercials only. Yeah. He doesn't even like TV programs, just commercials. He's the like, you show see that wrap new? up. He's like, yeah, yeah, I'm trying to get to these commercials. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He he edits out the TV programs. Yeah, this was kind of novel at the time because there weren't a lot of celebrities endorsing dot coms or anything like that. So he was kind of the first this guy to come out. Ninety ninety nine. Ninety nine. Yeah. Yeah. It was getting after that. It was going to get bigger, and then the dot com bust w- would happen. Right. Bill had ended. He ended up selling half of his stock for three million. Oh shit! Before it tanked from over a hundred dollars a share to under five dollars a year later. Oh my god! In two thousand. Wait, did he know something was coming? Maybe should have bought were... the dip. Okay, so. Now we're in 1999, and um, in May, William Shatner sat down with the Howard Stern mm-hmm. and talked a little bit about his life at the time. Yeah. Right. So you would go there with a mask, and you would start to interview these people uh, who go to Star Trek conventions. Right. And what did you discover about these people? Because I think they're insane. Well, they're not. And I think they're losers. Did no, you? No. Wait a minute. There was one woman. There was some famous trial that was going on a couple of years ago. Right. And a woman showed up in a Star Trek outfit. That was a little. You bit. married her, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine the worship. Because all actors love to be worshipped. Listening right now. Right. She wants to come on the show, and I'm not going to let her. But why did you bring your wife? Nayreen. Isn't she incredibly young? She's incredibly young. She's, She's there. 33. I read. Oh, right. She's listening. Young. She's three years younger than your oldest daughter. That's not quite. <laughs> that's not true. She she'd like to think that, but uh, that's not. But who cares? That's fantastic. It is. What is age? How often do you bang her? Do you have <laughs> anal sex with your wife? Rated R is blushing. Oh, no, do you have anal sex? Rated R is producer. When you divorced your wife, Marcia, <laughs> right? all right, uh, it is said, reported that yeah. you paid her twenty million dollars. <laughs> So twenty million pounds, which is how many dollars? Even in the back, is that Fred? Jackie? 40, yeah, like forty million dollars. Why in pounds did he have to pay? Why did you pay her in pounds? Why did you do this, <laughs> <laughs> Is that bad to because say? I was trying to lose weight. Uh, no, for, wait, wait, oh, that was a good one. Nice. To make forty million dollars, isn't it? Uh, uh, to hold on to it. To hold on. It's, it's, and I never See, have. that's what he's learned. It's hard to hold on to it. Did you ever think about killing your wife as opposed to oh, divorcing her and then never having to? Pay? So you get out of prison in seven years Ray, and then rated. Are, are you enjoying this conversation? <laughs> are you so wow. totally embarrassed? No, no. Did it make you nuts? that you had to pay $40 million. I, I did. <laughs> <laughs> so that must have made you insane. Well, it, it, did, it did kind of raise the, the level of uh, intolerance. You know what? The thing about him is he's a courageous man. He did it again. You got married no, again. Why, after paying for, for you, you, you signed a prenuptial agreement, true? For love. for love. So that was May 21st, 1999. He was promoting one of his 50 books that he wrote. Yeah, two and a half months before what went down went down. Yeah, and he sounds a little nervous there, doesn't he? I, I, the question was, was there a prenup? Is that was that answered? I didn't hear that. He didn't answer it. He didn't answer. He goes, there was a prenup, right? And I don't know. Maybe there was a head nod. Maybe we didn't see on the audio. No, I don't think he ever did. 
Okay. In any of his marriages, I think he just yeah. he thought everyone was going to be the one. Okay. And actually, the, these Howard Stern clips we have today, they're they're like bookends for this story. Yeah. Because it's, it's interesting. You get to hear him, you know, talk about Nairine months before. And Howard gives him the idea of killing her. <laughs> he does. More or less. Why don't you yeah. just kill her? I heard some notes being scribbled down at that moment. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, Nairine turned 40 on July 13th, 1999, and she made one final rehab stay in early August, and that was the time she got kicked out for getting caught drinking. Bill brings up the idea of divorce again. Uh, he convinced the clinic to take her back, provided that she stay sober for one day. One day. One day. Jesus. That's a tall order. Come on. Yeah, that's big. With a proven track record. Yeah. <laughs> So then taking advice from his psychiatrist, um, Bill planned an intervention for Tuesday, August 10th. And then after that, he would take her back to rehab the following day. Yeah. So he has this big intervention planned for August 10th. Mm -hmm. And that didn't end up happening. That brings us to August 9th, 1999. Mm -hmm. Okay. Bill spent the day in Orange County visiting with two of his daughters. And according to Bill himself, was there a spy down there or something? He was he was checking in with Nairine regularly yeah. all day. Sure. In his autobiography, he wrote, Nairine had been drunk the night before, but had been sober in the morning. There were two people to help with the house, so I knew she wouldn't be there alone. I decided to go. As I was backing out of the driveway, she stopped me. Where are you going? And then Bill goes on to tell her that she can't join him because the kids are afraid of her now. <laughs> and that he I says too. he says he'll be back in the evening and then pleaded, please don't drink. She's in like, Yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, Oh, well, since you said please, I'm gonna drink twice as much now. <laughs> sure thing, you fucking loser. <laughs> Have a nice fucking ride. <laughs> I slashed your tires. Good luck getting there. Yeah. Nice breaks, loser. I cut him. At around 8.30 p.m., Bill starts heading back home to Studio City from Orange County. Uh, his daughter, Melanie, called him on the way, saying that Nairine wasn't answering the phone. So Bill finally gets home around 9.30 p.m., and there's no sign of Nairine, just his three Dobermans. So while he's searching the house, Nairine's sponsor calls, and Bill answers the phone, saying, I don't know where Nairine is. And then the sponsor suggests that he check the pool. Wait, what? Yeah. Really? Apparently, Nairine usually liked to drink a cocktail of, this sounds disgusting, Gatorade and vodka yeah, before swimming. Because it hides it. Before swimming. Yeah, before swimming. And so William Stay Shatner. Yeah. yeah, right. I guess it's kind of yeah. smart. Do some laps. So Bill sets the phone down, places the sponsor on hold, and he sees a shadowy figure in the pool. It's one. like he almost admits it. It's the woman I murdered. I mean, it's uh, it's something different in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> no, but actually, he sees Nairine in the pool, naked, lying face down. Oh. He goes back into the house, and he tells the sponsor what he found. 
So she takes her off of hold. Would you, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hold for some reason. <laughs> and the please hold. <laughs> Could you hold sponsor? I have to make sure my wife is dead. And so then I wonder what the hold music is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's the Star Trek theme. <laughs> She's talking to someone else. She's like, I'm on hold with William Shatter. I'm I'm his sponsor. <laughs> it's his Caesar rap song. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> and so <laughs> what is yeah, the, spoken word? I came here to bury Caesar. <laughs> <laughs> and they read. <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's X-rated or whatever they got. Rated R. Rated R. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not to be confused with X-rated. Yeah. The, the East yeah. Coast yeah, producer. associate with Yeah. So anyway, he goes back in the house. Now he's back on with the phone with the sponsor. And the sponsor advises him to call 911. I, I have a question really quick. He This seems very... You know, the sponsor, did they corroborate that they just called on their I, own? I, I've been trying to th- figure this out, how the sponsor called him exactly yeah, at that like moment. it seems like he set this up for the sponsor to yeah, call or be on the phone. That's what it smells he's, like. He's, yeah. yeah. So we have the 911 call here. Okay. Let's hear it. Do you so want us geez, to go? What? Yeah. Uh, there's yeah, a woman at the bottom of the pool. He just hangs up. Yeah, it, that it, I that part is amazing where the dispatcher is like, hey, don't hang up, don't hang up. And then you hear click. That's it for me. Like, it's so orchestrated, so weird to me that he just all of a sudden decides to, to hang up. And it's just like, why? Why would you hang up on a 911 call? You know, they have to do the trace and stuff. And they have to it's make sure so they know crazy. to triangulate it. You know, 911 is not. A hundred percent. They don't always know exactly where a call is coming from. So just to clarify, he sees her in the pool, goes to call 911, and then he's telling the dispatcher, my poor wife's at the bottom of the pool. And the dispatcher's confused, like, did you get her out? No, no not yet. I yeah. called you. Yeah. And then, okay, can you please take her out of the pool, sir? Like, You can chalk anything up to all the nerves and the insanity and, you know, the adrenaline and stuff like that led me to hang up or I wasn't thinking correctly. It just seems very orchestrated to me. It couldn't go more perfectly. No, the other interesting thing is that he says the deep end of the pool. Yeah. Why is he saying the deep end so clearly to the Mm -hmm. dispatcher? Like it's the the pool's the pool. Yeah. You're going to go save someone in the pool, whether it's the shallow end or the deep end. Yeah, they get there. They're like, we don't see her. Oh, you didn't say it was that end of the pool. Yeah. (laughs) We got to call another team. Yeah. Yeah. We assumed it was the shallow. Yeah, we're the shallow team. Yeah. (laughs) We're very shallow. (laughs) Yeah. So 911 gives him the (laughs) smart idea of, you know, pulling her out of the pool. Genius move. Bill uh, jumped in and dragged her to the shallow end. And then for some reason, he says, what have you done? To, to who? To Nairine's lifeless body, he says this. Asks her, what have you done? And this is the 911 people corroborating that he said that? This is Shatner saying that he said that. Oh, God. <laughs> we ha- we also have a little uh, snippet of an officer from the scene. At approximately 10 p.m. last night, 2200 hours, Mr. William Shatner returned to his residence and discovered his 40-year-old wife in the pool. 
He pulled his wife from the pool, called 911, and was instructed to begin CPR. Okay. He did so and unfortunately was unsuccessful. This is where it gets fishy for me. I mean, other than him saying that the sponsor was the one that had the bright idea. Maybe she's in the pool. Mm-hmm. You know how she loves to chug Gatorade and go swimming? Yeah. Remember, get, her, get her in vodka. Yeah. Remember that bit? Um, the fact that very clearly the LAPD is – this is a, like a press release that they're giving to everyone. The official account is that he found her in the pool, jumped in, got her out, and then called 911, which it's very clearly the opposite. Yeah. So is the LAPD covering for our man, Bill? Oh. That's well, something so, to ponder, certainly. It's so funny because I happen to submit a Freedom of Information Act request to the yes. LAPD. All right, tell us about it. Okay, well, I submitted it and then waited like a month. I think I told you guys about this, give you a few updates. Yeah, because they specifically had a request email or a request line there, about this case. Yes, there was a page um, that I'll, I'll, I'll share a screenshot um, on our Instagram and all our stuff that there is a specific page that says, you know, tells exactly what happened on that day, but, but just for this case, it doesn't make any sense to yeah. me. And then they give you an option to submit a emailed Freedom of Information Act request to, mm-hmm. to all the details in the police report. Right. I requested that, waited three weeks or something to a month, and then got a response back saying that they could not provide any of that information that I asked for, for privacy to William Shatner and his family. What kind of freedom is that? Yeah. We did. We just can't get that. What the fuck? That is not freedom of information. <laughs> out of respect to Mr. Shatner and his family, we don't want you to find out that he's a murderer. Yeah, that's what I took from it. Why are they not providing that? I'm like, am I the only person that has asked for this and not got it? I mean, in the last ten years, probably. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we're the only weirdos looking. At <laughs> yeah, I don't see this. I don't see this story being covered by. Yeah, you know. Yeah. 60 minutes It's anymore. kind of a, a dead-end case. No one's really yeah. looking into it. Anderson Cooper isn't reopening yeah. the vault. <laughs> yeah. Or Geraldo or whoever. But it's feasible that he had some protection, you know, from the police. Yeah, three Dobermans. It, it, yeah. Yes, and the Dobermans, because he's Mr. Rescue 911. He's TJ Hooker. I think he's got a really He's known for side, supporting yeah. the police. Yeah. You know who else? They support- love this guy. You know who supported the police big time? O.J. Simpson. <laughs> I swear to yeah, God, he no, did. That's, wow. That's no, yeah. He always... Yeah. I mean, it's a smart move if you know you're going to kill somebody someday. <laughs> that's like the foresight of that. Yeah. Maybe just knowing you're a sociopath and you're, you're bound to murder yeah. someone. I think now would be a good time to listen to a clip from his audiobook, which he read himself. Oh. And he recounts finding the body. And let's hear his version of things. All right, let's hear his take. There was no one around the pool. I looked into the pool. And in the darkness... I saw a dark shape in the deep end. I wasn't certain. It could have been a shadow. I turned my back on the pool as I picked up the phone. This was impossible. How could it be happening? She's in the pool. Call 911. Help me. Call 911. I hung up on her and called the number I knew so very well. 911. Oh, he remembered the number. My poor wife is at the bottom of the pool. The dispatcher spoke evenly, just as I'd heard so many times on the show. (laughs) Okay, did you get her out of the pool Sounds like Ralphie from a Christmas story. No, not yet. I want you to take her out of the it pool was. right now. Okay, it wasn't. The phone it didn't come across as this calm. Ovaltine. When dive. you listen to the call, one of her arms was floating above her, and I grabbed her by the arm and lifted her, pulling her toward the shallow end. And as I did that, I remember screaming, "What have you done? What have you done?" And as I did that, I looked up into the sky, and a helicopter was hovering over my house. 
I may have realized that it was a newscopter which had been monitoring the 911 calls. I laid her down Jeez. on the side of the pool. Her skin was blue. Give her starry blonde hair was still curled. I remember every second. I put my finger in her throat to try to breathe life into her, and I heard a click. Later, a policeman suggested that was her neck breaking, but it Ooh, wasn't. Jesus Something Christ. was caught God, in her throat. That was my neck. Hey, I'm all right. This was grotesquery. I couldn't believe this was really happening. I put my finger in her throat to breathe life into like that's your finger doesn't have breath. Didn't <laughs> being that close to nine one one? Didn't he know like proper procedures how to do stuff and not just? Break he was necks? so uh, he he was so flustered. It's a wonder he remembered the number at that point. Yeah, the the number he knew so well. <laughs> yeah, I knew. And he, <laughs> I everyone it. knows that fucking number. What are he, you talking about? He's reading it like it's like it's one of his spoken words. Yeah, yeah. This is like a promo. Songs. This is gross. This guy's gross. Yeah, just a little. bit. <laughs> Bit. Yeah, like, and then I saw this something is the most self-aggrandizing bullshit I've ever and read. turning into the moment like it's like it's poetry. I said, "What have you done? What have yeah. you done? <laughs> what is what have you done? So the the neighbor ended up calling nine one one as well, noticing the commotion. Um, Bill was given first aid instruction in an attempt to revive her, but later her body was removed by paramedics. And then Bill went out to speak to the press who had gathered outside his gate. First, he picked up a newspaper from the driveway. And then he said, my beautiful wife is dead. She meant everything to me. Her laughter, her tears, and her joy will remain with me the rest of my life. This is so prepared. Yeah, can you imagine that just is what rolls off your tongue Yeah, at, right after she's dead? Like, yeah. That's insane. Off the cuff. Yeah. Bullshit. Then he went inside and called Nareen's parents. Jeez, that must have been a fun phone call. <laughs> Hello? Yeah, they're at the track. They can't hear him because the helicopter is just going off. Just fucking... Yeah. yeah. How's Nareen doing? I don't know. John Landis is in the back with a helicopter. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Crossover episode. Wow. <laughs> Screaming, I'm not the only one who killed someone. I'm not the only one who killed someone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. From a bullhorn. Jesus. <laughs> We're going to get Landis and Shatner after us. Well, so Bring it. So bring it on, motherfucker. So obviously the circumstances were suspicious, and many thought that her death was neither a suicide nor an accident. Hmm. Bill was aware that he kind of looked suspicious, too. You know, he's not a dumb guy. Yeah. and But he was never officially considered a suspect. Although somebody did send a note to the police saying, quote, anybody who is innocent doesn't stop and pick up a newspaper. Because he picked up the newspaper on the way to talk to the press. Yeah. I guess they thought that detail was like, why would someone so distraught, why are they picking up the newspaper? Maybe, maybe. that's probably it's the least mundane... suspicious thing about the entire night. Yeah. Also in the audiobook, Shadner talks about this public suspicion. My memory is that I spoke with the police that night. At least I think it was that night. This is of course it was that night. The commanding officer told me he had seen this scenario before. But okay. this officer did say to me, I have to tell you, if there was any hint of foul play, you're the first suspect. Maybe he didn't actually Duh. use the word suspect, but that yeah. certainly was his inference. It sounded like dialogue from, from Hooker. It was absurd. Oh, oh God. My God. Bringing it back to yeah, Hooker, his own TV show. The the By the way, the DVDs are available right now. I wouldn't now. hurt her. Please. Very Please early the next morning, I walked down the long driveway to make a statement to the mob of reporters. Apparently, they had stayed there all night. I picked up the day's newspaper that was left in the driveway, and I told them, my beautiful wife is dead. 
her laughter, her tears. He explains the newspaper. The rest of my life. After the O.J. Simpson tobacco, I suppose I should have known what was going to happen. Compares himself to O.J. It was so clear what had happened that night. There didn't seem any room for doubt or for questions. That didn't stop people or the media from asking those terrible questions. Did Shatner kill his wife? Day after I'd made my statement about loving yeah, her forever, someone sent a note to the police. Anybody who was innocent <laughs> doesn't stop and pick up the newspaper. It dawned on me that people were watching me to see how I acted. It was insane. Exactly how do you act when the woman you love has died and people are wondering if you had anything to do with her death? Well, you should have pulled her out of the pool. The people could even think this way was stunning to me. Everybody reacts to horror in their own way. It's one thing to have someone you love who's been sick or struggling to die, but this, there's no way of preparing for a cataclysmic event like this. Wait, so why couldn't he pull her out of the pool? Was he bad at swimming? Well, he did pull her out eventually, but he called 911 first. But didn't, didn't he say he wasn't the strongest swimmer or something? He, that he couldn't get her, he, like he couldn't get to her or something, he mumbles into the call. Next clip. Yeah, let's go to the next uh, Howard Stern clip. Anyway, they pulled her to death an accidental drowning, but uh, they won't have the toxicology reports back for about a month or so. And the thing that we still don't understand is why he didn't pull her out of the water right away when they got home. Yeah, because on the news last night they said, well, when he called 911, he quickly said, hey, my wife is at the bottom of the pool in the deep end. They seemed to feel that that was an explanation. That's an explanation. Yeah, I'm not sure what they were driving at. I still say you see your wife at the bottom of the pool, you, you jump pull in. Her out. I just think in today's society where we have court TV and we see how lawyers operate, we read in the newspaper about these thieving crook lawyers, the guy probably looked at him, send the pool, he said to himself, Jesus Christ, my wife's dead. All right, if I pull <laughs> you her out. You know who to call first, the lawyer or Don? Oh, I would call my lawyer. <laughs> I'm like, hey, Manny, hi, Howard, what do I do? Don't touch the body. Hey, she could still be alive. Doesn't matter. Oh, Fair no. point. Yeah. Don't touch it. Listen, they tell you now, the lawyers, it's, if you see a car accident, don't go over and try to help. I never would help anybody. If, I, if they were laying there, I don't get involved. The lawyers will tell this you. This is don't unfiltered. Get if you touch the body, they'll sue you. They discover that you ran by and you could have helped and you didn't. And right. They can sue you, too. That's right. You, no, you know what you do? If you see someone in a car accident, kill yourself. <laughs> Lie down and pretend you're right. in the accident. Yeah. But you do anything you can. Get the truck. Kill yourself. Yeah, so Howard and Robin's reaction that pretty much captures what well, that's a big, the public was thinking, too. The big hump to get over is the fact that he just did not dive in to get her out. Yeah. What the fuck? It didn't make sense to anybody. No. And, I mean, he, he did eventually, you know, get her out. You remember? He yeah, after he was given this, the idea. He, but, yeah, he had to, you know, at that point, because that's what, yeah, he was given the idea by the police. Yeah. <laughs> So the LAPD did rule that Nareen's death was accidental drowning with no foul play suspected, hmm. even though a lot of people suspected it. It's so crazy because that entire um, situation is like him describing it as everything happened to him. 911 was the one that gave him the idea to like take her out. And it's like he's just a victim of circumstance at that point. Yeah. yeah. And listen to this from a detective named uh, Mike Coffey. He said, quote, subsequent investigation revealed Mrs. Shatner was home alone for a short period of time and accidentally drowned while swimming in the family pool. Nothing was apparent through the physical exam at the scene. And then he later said the totality of the whole investigation indicates an accident. Drinking was definitely a problem for her. Everyone knew she was an alcoholic. She just couldn't beat her problem. Eesh. What kind of thing is that to say about the victim? 
Oh my god! It's yeah. like wrapping everything like yeah, just washing their hands of it. Yeah. Well, the, that was always my theory that I think he knew she was a drunk. He went down. He knew if if he got gave her enough time by herself on like an afternoon like that and with enough booze, she would have killed herself in that pool. And I think he just knew it. And I think he just kind of like let you it think happen. he let it happen. Yeah, I think he let it happen. I don't think he threw her in the pool or did anything like that. I think he just let it happen. That's one theory. Then that's my theory. I think he premeditated. He didn't want to let go of his money. He premeditated. He killed her, then threw her in the pool. Shit. You think he physically killed her? Murdered her before he threw her in the pool. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, that, that might explain the, the break in the neck because I guess. Yes. Well, here, yeah. I'll get, here we go. Let's get into that right now because um, an autopsy was scheduled and the results were then released in mid-October of 1999. And it showed that she was drunk. Um, with a blood alcohol level of 0.27 and that there were some sleeping pills in her system. Mm. She had bruises on her face and two cracked neck vertebrae. So the suggestion that was made by the investigators was that she dove into the pool, banged her head on the bottom and lost consciousness. Yeah. It could have been, if I didn't agree with what I already said, um, it could have been <laughs> oh, shit. that he came back and just said, you fucking queer, you're going down, you do whatever your daughters tell you to, you're a coward, mm-hmm. and then that was it, and he stabs. Yeah. So that's the third theory, is that... She went so all for, South Boston on his yeah, ass. Yeah, first theory is... He let it happen. He, knew, he let it happen. He knew all left the for ingredients. The day, that, let it happen. Yeah. Second theory is that he just flat out killed her. Yeah. Murdered her. Mm-hmm. And then the third theory is it was kind of out of passion, a crime of passion, where yeah. she starts acting really belligerent and insulting him, yeah. and maybe he... He knocked her out and went, whoopsie. Yeah, or he ac- he accidentally, like, taps her. and Taps her. Yeah, and then she, and then she <laughs> says, oh... Oh, I am gonna sue you for that. I'm gonna clean you out when we get divorced. I'm gonna divorce. fucking yeah. ruin you. And then he's like, "I can't let that happen." Yeah, I'm uh, William Shatner. Well, we already heard him say he said it's easy to make money; it's harder to hold on to it. Yeah, right. Uh, fourth theory could be that OJ did it. <laughs> so, anyway, <laughs> let's not forget this is a you know, it's a sad situation for oh, yeah, Nareen's very, family. Yeah, of um, they were not happy with Shatner at all. Oh, how he handled this, this night. Do you think any Boston people or, or parents like that would have believed for a second any of this stuff? No. Yeah, so <laughs> it's murky and they smell a rat. Yeah. In a Boston Globe article from August 1999, an unidentified relative said that Nareen's death was, quote, kind of odd. I mean... She water skied and she was an excellent swimmer. It's just odd that she would die in a pool. Yeah. Nareen's talent agent told the LA Times that she was a strong swimmer. Quote, Nareen was in great shape. She was the kind of person, if anything was really important to anybody, she was always there. And, you know, the family just had tragedy after tragedy. Nareen's brother was hit by a car in 1994 and in a convalescent home afterwards. Wait, what? Yeah. Wait, her brother was, was hit. hit by a car in 1994 and then put in a convalescent oh, home. I thought he was hit in the convalescent home. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not that sad. <laughs> anyway, um, then in 1995, another brother died of a brain aneurysm. I mean, this. 
poor wow. family. Jesus. I sound like William Shatner it's now. Like the candies, but this worse. poor family. <laughs> but it's true. And another thing that Detective said was that Bill provided a time-stamped restaurant check proving that he was in San Clemente at the time of Nairene's death. So they How do we know what time she died? Yeah, how, how, so they were able to confirm exactly what yeah, time she died. Yeah, but that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I, it's it, so pre-planned. Yeah, like what who, who is that kind of like When they give you a time of death, they it's a real ballpark. They don't give you like exact time. Yeah. yeah. That's so crazy. Well, I got, and got a tuna melt like three hours ago. <laughs> he was at a Dodgers game while Curb Your Enthusiasm yeah, was being filmed. That, ooh, call back to episode two. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Dieheads. <laughs> so According to Bill, Bill, that sounds like another life. According to Bill, according to Bill, he sat shiva for several weeks. Uh, He was Jewish. Yes, I didn't know that. Um, Unless he's not Jewish and sits shiva anyway, (laughs) which would be kind of strange. Trying to be the most LA possibly. Yeah, he's he's hanging out with the LAPD, sitting shiva. And this, of course, is the seven day period of formalized mourning. Yeah, he was just saying he was sitting and shivering, but in a Boston accent. (laughs) I, was I sat and shivered as, as a tribute to Nairine. I sat and shivered for seven days. <laughs> <laughs> he just didn't know what it meant. He I just... was cold as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so then Bill starts the Nairine Shatner Memorial Fund in her memory to help those suffering from alcoholism and drug dependency. <laughs> That's a nice thing to do. Suffering from getting killed by your husband. Um, Okay, here's something that's also... Well, I'll let you be the judge. Bill heard that the National Enquirer was going to publish a Did He Do It story. And so to control the spin, Bill spoke to them directly and gave them an exclusive first-hand account of the night. And then he said he donated his $250,000 fee to the Nairine Memorial Fund. You know what's interesting about that? What? They're proven later that they do what's called catch and kill, in which they'll get stories. They'll contact the people who it's a hit piece on, mm-hmm. and they'll accept money in order to kill it. Yeah. That's what the guy, the Trump guy, he right. was, he's a big Trump guy, and he would do catch and kill and on all the Trump stories about the, the various women he was with and stuff. But in this case, then, Shatner actually had to provide his version. How do we know what the version is? No, I know, yeah, but yeah. his version is obviously makes him look of course. Oh, yeah, like exactly. a stand-up yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. the original so story So we got way killed, ahead of it. And yeah. now there's a new st- Yeah, he, he knew the game. He knew the game. He got, and so he, he explains that away in his book, too. Yeah. Um, but, but it's all good because he do- donated the proceeds to the memorial fund. Oh, yeah, it's all it's all and, resolved. And it's also convenient for him wrapping yeah. his story up. Yeah. And so some friends of Nairin were very upset that he was so candid about her alcoholism. Yeah. The family was very upset as well. Of course. The Nairin Shatner Friendly House eventually opened in L.A. in 2001. What do you mean? What is the friendly That's what house? it's called. It's like a shelter for those who need help. Okay. And while in mourning, sitting Shiva, if you will. Freezing. Bill had the idea to direct and produce a movie called The Shiva Club about a comic grieving the loss of his wife. Mm-hmm. He told The Hollywood Reporter in 2000, quote, During the process of sitting Shiva, the concept occurred to me. Grief can be funny. Oh, God. The project never got off the ground. Yeah, naturally. 
he originally said murder can be funny. Yeah, his yeah. And then they line. said, hey, uh, yeah. you should probably say grief. The subtext is I got away with murder, yeah. murdering my wife. Let's check in with Howard Stern again. Yeah. Oh, on the way, get your wife out of here. Don't hang up the phone. Hello? Wow. wow he didn't wow. handle it well at all. Boy, he, yeah. <laughs> think, he was the opposite of calm. They could revive her in the next Star Trek movie. That's what I'm saying. But you know what? I'm sitting there listening to this, and they say to William Shatner, is your wife still in the pool? Yes, she is. Well, get her out. Oh, no, she's at the very deep end. <laughs> I can't get her out. Uh, yeah, maybe my gets... hair would get wet. <laughs> I don't want to go in there. His toupee would fall out. Why should I die? Because she's in there. <laughs> Captain's log, star date. Wife, bottom of the pool. Zero hour. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> the prime director. <laughs> These are the voyages of my wife. <laughs> yes, I think that was Richard Jenny. Final frontier. I think that was Richard Jenny. Richard with them. Jenny. Yeah. Wow. Uh, now there's going to be another episode. Yeah, we, we'll have to, we will actually do one on Richard <laughs> yeah, Jenny eventually. Course, that Howard Stern clip was from 2001, so that was a couple of years after. They're still talking about it. Wow. And they're still suspicious of him. Yeah. And, and he never made his way back on Howard after He did. That. And he we're did. And we're going to get to that. Oh, okay. Before that, actually, uh, this is interesting. In this autobiography up till now yeah that we've heard from already he basically said that like irresponsible people were making accusations suspecting him howard stern he was aware that it was you know that it looked odd that why did he call 911 before pulling her out of the pool of course he asked himself why didn't i dive right in and he says it took him years to fully understand and realize why it happened the way it happened he credited his fourth wife why can I say wife? Fourth my wife. wife. Yeah. My wife. He credited his fourth <laughs> wife, Elizabeth, for helping him make this realization, which was, quote, every year on August 9th, we would go up to the pool in the evening to try to understand what happened. The moon is in the same position. The lights are the same. On one of those August nights, I... I can just picture him gesturing with all his arms and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like, like a weirdo. Yeah. Anyway, so on one of those August nights, he's there with his wife, Elizabeth, and he, they're looking at the pool. And then suddenly it hits him that the water in the pool had been still. Wait, what? Yeah. There was so, no activity. It wasn't yeah. recent. He says, quote, any movement in the pool agitates the water. It moves and continues moving. When I looked at the pool that night, it was placid, still. And somehow I had known that whether I dove in and rescued the body and then called 911, or called 911 and then rescued the body, it would have made no difference. Because she was like long dead, because the water was still, yeah. so therefore she was just like not so even this... flopping, or so she's long dead. Yeah, so he describes this pivotal but moment. But that's just such a weird riddle way to yeah. talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> wait, this is this pivotal moment when he and his wife made this realization on one of their nightly yeah, walks. Yeah, and she's on board with it. Yeah, whatever you said, William. <laughs> and I mean, really, like, <laughs> he says that every year on August 9th, they would go up to the pool. We should show a picture of... How close the pool is to the house. I thought the pool was like right next to the house. So do they just walk two feet like here? Oh, yeah. yeah. We just go to the backyard. Yeah, they just go to the backyard. It's yeah. like it's a small Studio City lot. It's not like a big palatial, you know, area. What I gather from that convoluted sonnet. <laughs> yeah. That crazy <laughs> little passage. Bizarre shaman-esque. Yeah. 
is that it just took him a while to come up with a good reason to <laughs> yeah, convince the public why riddler, he didn't yeah. save his wife faster. Yeah. And so now his later career is starting, right? Remember how he was on his way out? He when he met yeah, he he does movies like Miss Congeniality Ooh. and Showtime. Back to the top, baby! And, um, a ton of voiceover work and guest appearances on shows like Hot in Cleveland and The Big Bang Theory, and of course in Boston Legal. He's going back it, to it, his ex-wife's turf. A, yes, it was a good show, and he won uh, Best Supporting Actor in a Drama Series in 2005. He won an Emmy. Yeah, holy Emmy shit! Emmy winning actor. And after that, he starred in a short-lived series called Dollar Sign, Number Sign, Star, Exclamation Point, My Dad Says. Oh, my God. You don't remember this guy? That was There was a Twitter account when I first moved out here. It was a Twitter account. It was based on that. It was called Shit My Dad Says. And like the guy's Twitter account was fucking huge. Yeah. And he got a TV deal. Everyone hated his guts, you know, Mm -hmm. like you do. Mm -hmm. And then (laughs) the TV show, like... I think it got canceled mid-pilot or something. <laughs> and it, it was crap. It was crap, and no one ever cared about that account or that guy ever again. I thought it was yeah. pretty interesting. And he did uh, an interview show called Raw Nerve, Ooh. where he would have dramatic he wore a leather, interviews leather jacket, yeah. with people like Kelsey Grammer. It actually was a... I liked that show, Raw Nerve. It, it was a pretty good interview. Really? Yeah, because Shatner's dramatic. Listen to his bullshit. Yeah, so imagine, imagine the him, editor on that. Like, yeah, yeah we got to really him tear this nonsense down. Oh, I feel so bad for the editor of that autobiography. Of that, yeah, what an assignment just to a have. a barrage of nonsense coming out of Yeah, define the nuggets in that. You really got to do your work. <laughs> good luck. Yeah. <laughs> define what stays in. I think that chapter about Nareen's death was called Rambling Mess. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> um, in 2004, he released his first album yeah, since oh, the yeah. 60s. This is at a good the beginning. Idea. Who's coming up with these ideas for him? I wonder. Ben like, Folds. Ben Folds did? Yeah, they approached him? Ben Folds was a fan of the Transformed Man from 1968. The oh, come album on. Well, that's such an obscure of, Ben yeah, Folds uh, thing. You know, William Shatner's hit songs, which we heard at the beginning of the episode. Oh, The wow. one that featured Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, it among all comes others. full circle. Probably. Yeah, so Ben Folds produces this new album called Has Been. That's weird. It's that... a very, you know, eclectic yeah. Strange. It's for 10 people. Yeah. About <laughs> so the big single from the album has been was a cover of Common People, which is about as strange as Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. From Pulp? Yes. But then there's also another track on the album called What Have You Done? Do you want to hear a little bit of it? Uh, I, I, yes. She was underwater. Uh-oh. In the shadows. Like a Nike commercial. Was it there? Was it not? It. I step back. A veil in front of my eyes. The water was still. And so was she. I dove in with so little breath. In truth, I knew. I was too late for death. I had one chance. I grasped her arm and floated upwards. Wanting to stay below. In the warm, forgiving waters. Forgiving? What have you No one's forgiven you, buddy. Didn't forgive Nairine. (laughs) No one forgot. Then over to the shallow edge. She was face down. Smaller. And more vulnerable than in life. 
Yeah, death does her that to you. wet around her ears. Regular mortis. Her dear profile at peace at last. A finger in her throat sounded You're saying like a little too much there. I'm wondering if her Ben body's Folds still is trying blue. to get something out of him. Is this what death looks like? Yeah, Ben Folds takes us right to the cops. Yeah. My love was supposed to protect her. It didn't. Getting very close here. My love was supposed to heal her. It didn't. Yeah, I heard he had some good love that <laughs> you had said. <laughs> Don't leave drug me. addicts. You know what could have protect a pool protector? I begged you. <laughs> a pool cover. Maybe yeah. not leaving her all alone all day when you know she's gonna get plastered. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a interesting he track. In poetry. Yeah, like when he was I think it might have been based on his wife that yeah. died. <laughs> He was trying, what do you think? He was conjuring up the what ideas about? of fucking on that motorcycle, too. Maybe. Oh, that. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and I like how he reiterates all those points he's made up through the years about how he realized the water was still. The water's still. Yeah. It's like, remember? <laughs> That's why I didn't, you know, pull her out before calling the cops. Yeah. Definitely wasn't wavy. Yeah. <laughs> at all. She died a long time ago. <laughs> and I definitely tried to save her. Yeah. <laughs> Not my fault. As recounted through the various telephone calls I made. Yeah. <laughs> while she was drowning. And that timed sponsor call that I planned. Just kidding. Didn't plan. The- Did I mention I have a receipt? <laughs> I bought a sandwich when she was dead. <laughs> Tuna vault. <laughs> In San Clemente. <laughs> I picked up that newspaper. You recall that? <laughs> That was a good move on my part because it made me look normal. I was in the mood to read. <laughs> I wanted to read about Nairine's death in the paper. The one that I did not do or have anything to do with. I came and found him. I wanted to see if they found the murderer yet. <laughs> then he, he's so confused. He, he's like, wait, I forgot. No foul play was suspected. Yeah, let's, uh, let's cut. Let's cut. I was, I was thinking of OJ again. <laughs> and the next track on the album is, look, I really didn't have anything to do with it. Yeah, I, know, I don't know if you heard about what I said last time. To kind of delete some of that stuff. Yeah. Kind of went a little too far. All right. Um <laughs> Where, where do I go? Oh, okay. We so got another clip. Yeah, here we go. To promote the autobiography, yeah. up till now, William Shatner went to Howard Stern's studio and talked about the incident. All right. You did write about the, the death of your wife, yes. which yeah. I didn't think you would. I thought yeah. that that was off limits even in your book. Well, this, uh, this moment, these, this occasion in my life was such a huge thing. Your wife died in a pool, uh, and you say the horror of it was that when the police came, you were under suspicion. Well, everybody, every clo- everybody, <laughs> the husband was always uh, uh, automatically. Stuart's been talking about this cleared. nonstop. I, I have to admit, I love you, and you've become a friend. But I suspected you as well, so I was one of those people as well. Yes, he's <laughs> <laughs> honest. Yeah, right. to the conclusion the, immediately. immediately I'm ready to lock you <laughs> in on the air. Said he's not stable. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. <laughs> you know. Well, you went to the it, home it was the, well, it was the tra- <laughs> tragic. But you went to the home right. It was a tragic moment in everybody's life. Terrible, everybody's. terrible occasion. Hard and to I, write about. Uh, with tears in my eyes, mm. and I couldn't get that through. wasn't so I did convincing. The book, by the way, uh, my version of it, right? Uh, and it was impossible for me to get through without mm. uh, breaking. It, it was without a break- terrible, can't terrible even say experience. breaking down. And I wanted to write about it in the way I did. I uh, thought it was important, and it's it's my private 
uh, gesture towards the people who read the book uh, about how I felt about what happened. Do you think her family will be upset that you wrote about it? Have you, you heard know, from them? No, I haven't. Uh, they probably will be, but 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 I yeah. very but I don't careful care. in the book to say you what are. a magnificent woman she was and, you felt and what a magnificent and, drunk and she was. Uh, turned on by the public because people were uh, suspecting you. No, it, people didn't. Uh, within days, the well, within an hour, the police had declared it an accident. And I, but they, didn't they criticize you yeah, for right. calling 911 instead Thank of jumping God. in the pool and saving her? That was the well. That was that was the weirdest behavior on my part. I I, I never could understand <laughs> as I write in the book. I never could understand why I turned away, and but the phone was alive because the, uh, her uh, sponsor was on the. Uh, oh, but the, the phone, phone was well, alive. And, and he and mentions the sponsor uh, again. Yeah. I dialed nine one one, and it was only years later that I realized that the horror. I couldn't. I I couldn't look. I, I think this was going on my mind. If I called and jumped in, or if I jumped in and then called, because I couldn't uh, deal with anyway. It You're was saying a, it was the horror. Sometimes you nightmare. freeze up, don't you? I mean, and you freeze, and you, you don't, can't even get a coherent sentence out. Yeah, I'm freezing up right now. Uh, and you freeze. That's why you I, sit and I shiver for seven her, days. And, I'm shivering, and, uh, shiver. And her death was my death. My death. Um, I <laughs> can call back to when we talked about Borat yeah. in another episode. Yeah, Borat, um, big movie, yeah, 2007. I, I like how he says, you know, her death was his death. Yeah. Um, he had a whole like other he, career after she died, and he just has a he weird had multiple career. And he didn't have to died. give her any money. Uh, he has a weird spoken word way of explaining how he killed his wife, <laughs> or he, or he didn't kill his wife. I don't know about you, but that doesn't sound like a very confident guy who didn't Definitely kill didn't his wife. It. Yeah, <laughs> almost sounds like he wants to just say, "I killed my wife." He's constantly covering tracks by the way that he speaks. It sounds like, like if I'm. Investigating this, I want to go to that San Clemente deli to find out or diner. How did he eat the sandwich? How quick did he eat it? Did he take <laughs> off right after? Like, this is not the work that the LA Police Department really did in order to look into this because of their relationship with him. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I think that there's more to it that we don't know that I can't even wrap my head around right now. Yeah. yeah the still water thing, the, 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 this water being still. It's yeah, the weirdest it, part weird. to me. It's weird. And he figured it out on one of her anniversaries where he went down to the pool. Do they ever go in the pool other than that? <laughs> I think we just naturally have suspicious kind of mindsets. Maybe that's yeah. why we even do this podcast. Because yeah. like <laughs> we just don't agree or believe yeah. the first thing we hear. There's more to it. There's always for more sure. to it. And whatever happened ever since then, he's acted like a suspicious person. Yeah. Yeah. Every every little thing, like, why would you keep talking about it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Nareen's family is still very suspicious of William Shatner. Yeah, I'm team Nareen's family. Yeah, the Nareen's brother, William Kidd, spoke out against Shatner upon the release of the memoir up till now. And he accused him of exploiting her death to sell copies of the book. Uh, William Kidd told the National Enquirer, we'll probably never know the truth. Billy the Kid. I was gonna fuck. I was waiting for him to not. Oh <laughs> fuck! And then Billy the Kid <laughs> continued saying, "The natural reaction of a loving husband would be to start CPR, but Shatner didn't do that, and he hosted Rescue Nine One One for years. Absolutely. Mm. Yep. So the brother totally thinks that he murdered his sister. Yeah." As do I. You have the most confident theory. Yeah. I want to hear what happened. Um, 
Lay it out for me. Let's hear. I think he they got into an argument. I think it might have been a crime of passion, but he knew it was going to come to that anyway. Let's lay up the steps here. He goes to divorce her a year prior. Really wants a divorce. Doesn't follow through on it because I think his lawyers are like, dude, you're going to get cleaned out. Mm-hmm. Like, and she's not going to sign the paperwork. Or yeah. Even if she does, she's going to clean you out. Yeah. You're going to get rid of half of your stuff. You're done. Half your pool's gone. And I think it was just a way to <laughs> save his money. And that's why he's constantly bringing up the details about who was on the phone, who saw him where, how he had a receipt, uh, what the water was doing, like all these weird fucking details that you probably would never even remember after seeing someone you care about so much or love that much dead in front of your eyes. Yeah. Like those are all peripheral weird details that you would never even think of if you saw someone you actually gave a shit about dead. And it's interesting. He's, he claims he made a great effort to tell everybody how wonderful Nairine was. Yeah, and right after she's dead? No, but the the thing is, even in, in the whole book, he just makes her out to be this horrible drunk person. Yeah. In every story. Yeah. Too. Yeah, she's just some drunk. Every who, story yeah. is designed to make him look like, like even he's the, just taking care of her and sacrificing his life. And he even called it a sacrifice, remember, to yeah. marry her? Everything we've yeah. heard as far as her being an alcoholic and all that stuff, is stories from his point of view. Exactly. Yeah, These absolutely. aren't just stories that just kind of come out there, of the Like there's Leonard like Nimoy. The, you the know. gas station bartender's not telling the stories. He's telling these stories, right. William Shatner is. Yeah. And the biographer of William Shatner. Yeah. Who is hired by who? Well. William Shatner. You never know. There you go. Um, you got to follow the money. The other mind-boggling part is, okay, this is how you express yourself. You want to make these spoken word songs. You want to write this very artistic, to put it nicely, chapter Disgusting in your book about it. Yeah, um, if you know for a fact that it's bothering the victim's family to do so, why don't you just shut up? And the way he casually says it, he's like, it could be. And he goes, I believe it is, you know, bothering yeah. them. And he's like. He's not really taken into account their feelings in any way. Because all he sees is Billy the cha-ching. Kid. Yeah. yeah. That's all he gives a shit about. To be honest, like OJ hates the Goldmans. Yeah. Uh, he hates their yeah. uh, her parents. And the kids. There's ample evidence that he's not the greatest. He's not the greatest guy. I mean, Sulu hates him. Uhura hates him. Sulu. Scotty hated him. Yeah, Spock hated him too. Was it just George all the Japan? actors who seem to have worked with this guy don't like He's him very much? Yeah, yeah. If people can't deal an with an egomaniac him, at the very it, best, and the only pe- person that would marry him is kind of a a very drunk person who's like kind of out of her mind to be honest i mean she's not the only one there was like yeah. five wives he married but... elizabeth no, but they all keep which... leaving it seems yeah, like. well, they, yeah. Some... speaking of um him and elizabeth just divorced the yeah. wife that helped him figure out the still water theory the fourth wife right. they just divorced recently yeah could I... you imagine divorcing at 90 years old it like seems that like <laughs> he should look inward the problem yeah. seems to be him you know what they say fifth time's the charm yeah to ava go to and um, <laughs> and he also is on top of going to space. He's yeah. This is going to be the last tango in in uh, in his life. I he's, think. He released another spoken word album this year, brand new called Bill. Yeah. Wow. So I think this is going to be a one way ticket to space. And dollar, in, dollar he ain't coming back. And in his latest memoir <laughs> called dollar, Live dollar Long bill. and What I Learned Along the Way. He said, quote, my grief was overwhelming. This was the type of pain that makes you think either I'm simply going to die or I'm going to kill myself. The drowning death of my wife, Nairine, haunts me. 
I'm really so, tired of hearing his side. I know in 2018 yeah. in this memoir, now he's making himself the victim. Now he's yeah. now he's saying, "Oh, I was suicidal." By the way, yeah, okay. Yeah. I mean. Someone suicidal is going to go star in Miss Congeniality. Narcissists are never suicidal. No, yeah, never, I, and he never. is a big. It's the world against narcissist. Him. Yeah. This yeah. planet has seen. Yeah, even his toupee has an ego. Nice. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> toupee thinks it's better than me. Yeah, what do you think? It's better than me. <laughs> All right, kids. Final thoughts. He did it. Not allegedly. He fucking did it. He did it. Yeah, but I, he's well, a pre-planned, think, like saving I, his wallet. No, that's wrong. Uh, I think he knew what she was going to do to herself. I, I'm not saying she was a bad person, but she was a um, she was hurting herself, and she was going to kill herself eventually with alcohol. It seemed like. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree with your theory. Now, okay, I think that he left her there and it's but, not, it wasn't a big surprise you know but the that, problem i have with that is why is he doing all this stuff to keep making himself look like a better person because like he it, did it because the further protection but now i'm he, he's got the doberman now i'm giving now up he's on got my, my, you're coming to okay, my so side yeah. i'm leaving my side <laughs> i'll take your, nothing against you yeah i'll take your theory i made it <laughs> I made it <laughs> uncool all of a sudden now yeah, that I'm yeah. agreeing with you. I don't like it anymore. <laughs> no, not at all. I just, the weirdest thing is as we kept going and there's more albums, there's more books, there's more stuff. Never ending. Yeah, never, never ending. ending. He just keeps talking. Yeah. He's like the worst, you know, client, a uh, defense attorney can have it ever. Yeah. Right. Just keep talking. Will you shut up? Shut up. Go to space. Maybe I that's mean, <laughs> Even OJ stopped it if I did it. He just wrote a book and had a TV But he can't stop time. talking either, though. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. At least he's talking about football. Yeah, now he's Okay, so my theory now is that he left her at home. Kyle's is that he killed her. Yeah, protect her. Premeditated. So dollar what bill. is your theory now in the end? I don't know. Now I'm I'm just I don't know anymore. There's too many, like I said, weird details he's remembering. The LAPD's covering for. And the LAPD thing, when I got I, I had chills. Do you have when, the when letter? I, I have the letter, it? yeah. I'm gonna we'll, post it. We'll, oh, we okay. Definitely have to post that to Instagram and <laughs> yeah. we'll do a follow up episode. Remember? Yeah, for sure. Other final final thoughts. Uh good luck in space, Mr. Bill. Oh yeah. Live long and prosper. <laughs> yeah. Something Nareen didn't have the pleasure of doing. Shooting him to space. Living long and prospering. Oh, boy. <laughs> Follow us on Instagram. Yep. At Death in Entertainment. Shoot us an email. Death in Entertainment at gmail.com. Yeah, and email, check Death out our YouTube channel. Oh, our YouTube it's channel is doing cooking things. some meaty stuff for you. Yes, I hope you're hungry. <laughs> I hope you have an appetite. You could eat. Even after hearing that. It looks like you could eat a little. You're skinny. You should. Cooking up some meaty <laughs> stuff Cooking up for some you. meaty stuff Check out you. our YouTube videos. Yeah. That sounds like something a serial killer would say, yeah. for sure. We're cooking up some meaty stuff. Well, we'll do you. an episode about me later on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that'll be the next one. Um, um, we got a swinger. We got more coming up here, guys. And uh, keep listening. Keep uh, keep dying. Keep uh, oh. keep crying. <laughs> <laughs> and may all you diehards yeah. live long and prosper. Yeah. Yes. See you next week. You have just heard a true Hollywood murder mystery. I have never seen anything like this before. The movies, Broadway, music, television, all of it. A place that manufactures nightmares. Okay, everybody, that's a wrap. Good night. Please drive home carefully and come back again soon.